Hi, and welcome to The Sustainable Century, where we explore with experts, with leaders, activists, communities of interest, mothers, fathers, and kids, how to buy, how to work, and how to invest for happier lives and a healthier planet. I'm your host, Mark D'Souza Shields. Well, a recent NPR program once said 90% of people of color don't care about the environment. Well, this, of course, is demonstrably inaccurate and untrue. It, it could be more correct to say is how difficult it can be for us or you or any person from one cultural context to understand how folks from other cultures see and contextualize what we can call all things sustainable. Uh, today, we're going to speak with Anuja Sawant who has some very special experience with seeing sustainability through different cultural lenses. lenses. Uh, Anuja is originally from India. She's now in Canada and she's going to share her story and insights about all things sustainable uh, in her life and her work. So welcome, Anuja. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to have you on the show because we met on Twitter, which I do meet a lot of people on Twitter, and I just started following uh, some of your activities, and I just thought, well, this is really great. We should have a, a, a talk about being a pundit on some of my shows, and then we said, no, it makes sense to have a, an interview. So um, tell us a little bit about your journey from India to uh, Canada. Uh, so... Um I'm not much of a traveler because my family barely traveled. I never dreamt of going out, you know, or going out to study or doing anything really. Um, my husband approached uh, my family saying uh, that he wanted to get married and he was studying in the U.S. And that's how it happened. I liked him and I was like, okay, let's give it a try. Uh, and uh, I so moved to the U.S. with him. Where was he, st where was he studying in the U.S.? Uh, St. Missouri. Oh. In Missouri, yeah, that's a little different from your hometown. Yeah, he's traveled quite a lot of places. In oh, he has. The uh, U.S. Yeah. And 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 what was? I thought you guys ended up in New Jersey. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when we got married, we both moved to New Jersey, uh, and I was there for about two years, I'd say. You have an interesting experience there in New Jersey in terms of your work. I was going to ask you a little bit about that. You you started working at IKEA, didn't so, you? So uh, I was yes, I did. Um, sustainability developer uh, at one of their distribution centers. So basically, my work would be to um, make sure that our daily operations run in a sustainable manner. For example, all the resources that we consume, let's say wood or cardboard water for uh, you know general operations uh, we may made sure that we are uh, being resourceful we are being thoughtful about the use uh, we are re reusing as much as possible recycling so part of my work was to find you know um, vendors uh, for uh, taking that kind of material for reuse and recycle because not all material can be easily recycled Right, right. Yeah. So that I, was one. Yeah, yeah. I've heard just just to interject. I've heard, mm -hmm. you know, we've heard, especially I've seen it on a lot of t Twitter things these days, that a lot of the stuff that we diligently, uh, you know, separate, sort, and 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 try to recycle doesn't actually get recycled. Is that true at a big distribution center like IKEA? So uh, I've seen things 
come into life in, in full circle. So for example, the plastic, the shrink wrap that we recycled, IKEA reused it in, 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 one, of, in one of their products. So um, I, I actually got to see that. So I, did, I wouldn't say that everything that we did did end up the same way, uh, but uh, we tried a hell lot. So, so they actually put the, the, the shrink wrap went right back into a product. Is that the idea that they were, that Ikea was building itself? Yes. Yeah. It, it's big into circular economy and it's trying to close the loop. And, um, yeah. yeah. That way. Yeah. How many people, you know, how many people were working at the distribution center and, and how many were like, you know, like really in tune with the sustainability stuff, I, would you say? How integrated is it in the, in the sort of the work ethic, I suppose? So um, when I went there, um, a lot of people already had that kind of a mindset that they, they wanted to do something about the environment and the society um, at large. Um, I, so I just had to tap into it. That's, that was my job, you know, to tap into it and give opportunities to people to act on it. Oh, well, that's interesting. What, what kinds of, I mean, was that people from all parts of the distribution center or was it sort of more at management level or did it permeate everywhere? So, yeah, so uh, I, I didn't answer your question uh, completely <laughs> earlier. Yeah, so there were about, about 250 co-workers there at the yeah. distribution center and uh, let's say about um, a handful, 10, 20 people in management. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so the management was fully um, committed to do this. Uh, but at the operational level, sometimes I, I did see some resistance. For example, we needed to get the numbers going right. We needed to ship certain things out um, at certain point of time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, in order to do that, sometimes it would be hard for me to, you know, get their attention. But that was the whole challenge of my job right, to right. make sure that I get them on board and right. make them donate their time to this. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's always that tension in businesses, the, you know, the business aspect of it and then making the sustainability aspect part of that business. It's yes. not always the easiest thing to do, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it, it's not. But uh, at least the most upper level management is, is really committed. If that's, that happens, it's easier to permeate, you know, into lower levels right. uh, of the hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. But to, I mean, I mean, you said it was there, you just had to tap into it. I guess it's also, you know, if you've got the leadership there, uh, they're going to have to follow the leadership. But, but I guess it, it helps if they, if they have that as a sentiment to begin with, yeah? Yeah, I, I say that because I come from India and then... Um, Although, although people in India are naturally very resourceful because of scarcity, mm. um, there are certain things like waste management, say, uh, you know, not, there's a lot of rubbish in India. There used to be when I, when I was growing up. Uh, people didn't know about recycling or anything. But, but when I came to the U.S., that concept existed. So it was easier for me to you know. Right. Right. I was like, okay, these people already care about the environment and they know stuff. Yeah. So what, now you're in Canada. What, I mean, it sounded like you were, you had a good job there. had a good gig thing going on in New, in New yeah. Jersey. What, what happened? Why did you have to go to Canada? 
I mean, I'm Canadian, so I think it's a great thing. <laughs> I think it's a great thing we get another person like you. But um, So I always say this very crudely to people that Trump kicked us out. That's what the U.S. decided to do, that they wanted to curtail certain uh, work visas. Um, right. Especially, I think they were related to IT uh, population, uh, people working in the IT sector. And my husband works in IT and my visa was dependent on his. So, uh, it, so it was difficult for us to you know, continue our lives like that. Uh, we wanted some security. Right. And Canada was offering that to us. <laughs> That's because Canada likes <laughs> Canada likes to attract smart people and sustainability. <laughs> I I feel so sorry for a lot of Americans because you know that there's so many great Americans that you know share those kinds of values and then it just doesn't always work out that way. So how did how I mean you found yourself moving? Why Vancouver? Vancouver is warm. Uh, Indians <laughs> love warm places. Well, that's, that's relative. It's wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is wet, uh, but I don't really mind that. Um, I I would hate. I I literally hate cold. No, yeah. Uh, I've been <laughs> I've been in Mexico for twenty one years. I know that feeling. I don't like the cold. Wow. So what happened with, with you, what happened when you got to Canada? I mean, you tried to work with IKEA again, or what? What, what was the? Yeah. So. Um, so I thought, okay, let's let let's go back to IKEA, see if there's anything um, I can do here. And I started off as a operations administrator because um, they had opened up a new distribution center, and that was the need of the hour. And I um, wanted to help uh, in whatever capacity I can. But eventually, um, you know, my career goals are different, uh, and. I wanted to always do something about the environment, right? Although I was indirectly contributing towards it, I, I actually wanted to do it directly. Right. Um, that, that's how I am at peace with myself. Right? I, that's what I want to do. So, um, but unfortunately, there wasn't um, a place for me there uh, in the distribution center because it's really small. It's a, it's a customer distribution center. It was one third of the size of the distribution center I worked at before uh, so new jersey was like to give you a scale um a little more than a million square feet warehouse <laughs> i can't even imagine what that means in new jersey. <laughs> uh, uh, and 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 this distribution center in canada in richmond bc um it's about three hundred thousand, i would say so okay okay uh, something like that yeah and and in the resources that me that goes into you know operating such a facility i think the management wanted to integrate sustainability into every role, then have a separate entity because there wasn't a whole lot to manage as compared to New Jersey. So um, I guess that's the direction they went with. And um, yeah, so uh, basically I, I had to quit and find something that I could contribute to. Yeah. Well. This is really interesting. Let's take a short break right now, and then we'll come back. I want to ask some questions about what you're up to these days. Um, and uh, we'll listen to a little JJ Kale, uh, Don't Go to Strange. If I'm standing in a crowd 
Welcome back. We, we've been talking with Anuja Sawant, a sustainability expert from India uh, who lives in Canada, but via New Jersey. Uh, it's been interesting to learn about your experience coming from India through to Canada. I just wanted to say, what, what, are, you do, what are you up to now? You've got a great website and I saw you've been doing some very interesting interviews uh, with a, a range of people, uh, but some from India, some from the United States. Uh, so what are you up to? What are you planning? Yeah, so um, after moving to Canada, I currently work with a company called Tervita uh, Corporation. Uh, they're into environmental services. Um, and uh, on the side, I still continue to do my blogging, uh, do interviews of people you know, invo- involved in sustainability and environment. Um, I actually am planning to have an interview soon. Mm-hmm. Someone in India who, who 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 goes out in villages and installs uh, solar panels for those okay. villages. So it's quite interesting. Yeah, because I noticed in your list of interviews, very interesting list. Uh, uh, Marie Bonu, who is a zero waste chef. Uh, Soma Tate, who Tate Tate <laughs> Green Tate, yeah. Tate Green Tech guy. And I'm gonna this one I'm gonna brave to say, but I, I'll correct me if I'm wrong. Vrite Prashikricha. Uh, sustainability fashion which I love her stuff by the way it's really beautiful of all yeah. these people you've interviewed who's been your favorite what have you and what are some of the <laughs> learned I mean comparing maybe India from you know uh, United States or Canada that's a very tricky question um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well let's start uh, let's start I, with who's your favorite interview who, who, who have you loved the interview the most I actually loved interviewing um, all of them, <laughs> but but I continue to stay in touch with uh, Vasu Pramilani, for example. I I still exchange uh, conversations when whenever possible with her. Well, so I, I didn't mention Vasu Pramilani. She is a green comedian uh, amongst other things. Uh, she a super smart woman. Holy cow! Uh, yeah. Working in a couple of areas of sustainability. Yeah. Yeah, and she was in the U.S. by the way, and um, and she worked with a bunch of restaurants. That's uh, what it was, to, yeah. To make to make them sustainable, and 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 her job was to um, kind of make the 
people understand because a lot of these restaurants were uh, operated by non-English speaking uh, people. So she kind of worked through the whole cultural barriers and stuff to get things done. So it was really interesting to get to know her in her life. And I still continue to do that. And it's amazing what she does. Yeah, and she's pretty funny, actually. You can check her out on YouTube, uh, Vasu Primlani. Yeah. It's V-A-S-U-P-R-I-M-L-A-N-I. She's quite funny. And check her out on um, Anuja Sawad's uh, uh, blog page as well, which I'll give at the end, um, where you can uh, see the, the full interview because it's really quite interesting. But tell me something, though, Anuja. You know, we sort of skirted around the Indian quest, India here is, I know a lot of people who haven't been to India or haven't seen much or don't know much mm-hmm. about India, just think about the, you know, sort of the crazy masses of people and, you know, a lot of poverty and all that. How is, what's the approach there to sustainability? What are the main themes? If you ask me the main theme, it would be waste management right now. I think uh, the prime minister really... Uh, took it seriously and made sure that um, the country became waste free. Mm. And um, I've been following his efforts and you know, what the government is doing about it. Uh, for example, uh, following Canada's ban on uh, plas- plastic imports, um, India India did the same thing. Um, so do you know anything about what's going on in energy in, in India? Because I know that there's a lot of questions around coal and uh, different kinds of energy that are not, not the best, obviously, for the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. India is going big on solar. I see that. Um, wind energy, not so much. It's trying something in nuclear. For example, in, in the state I grew up, uh, in the place I grew up, actually, it's called Ratnagiri mm. in Maharashtra. And they wanted to build a nuclear plant there. And the people are really opposing it because it's not safe and it's, it's not going to help the people who live there. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some opposition on that front. What, how would you characterize, say, like if you were talking on a scale of 1 to 10 and comparing, uh, you know, your average Indian person with your average Canadian person, the knowledge and knowledge of, say, for example, climate, climate change? I would say Canadians are more aware. In India, I've not seen a lot of people um, use that term in, in conversations. Mm. They, they do mention that, you know, something's happening to the weather or, you know, stuff like that. But that terminology is missing, I guess. Yeah, it still has, to, it still has a ways to go to permeate down, doesn't it? Um, yeah. How long have you been in Canada, by the way? I forgot to ask. Uh, this November, it will be two years. Wow. So it's been like four and a bit years since you've been in, lived in India. Uh, yeah, out of India, yeah. What do you miss the most? I, I, I miss my friends, my family, my, the food that I <laughs> ate there. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I wanted to ask a last question. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that you continue to blog and you to get, continue to give insights on sustainability. I mean, what would you say to people like yourself um, or others um, on, how, on how to uh, uh, what we should be doing in terms of sustainability at the individual level. You should take it seriously because we only have one planet. We only have certain time to you know undo what we did. So a little seriousness would would go a long way. Um, if you if you think it's important, I'm sure you'll do something about it in in the littlest way possible. 
um, so I think if you if you see it as important, you do something about it. Yeah, and I th and I th I really appreciate all the all the work that you've done on your blog, and I think people should check it out. Um, today we've been speaking with Anuja Sawant. Uh, you can reach her uh, at her uh, uh, website or blog. Can why don't you just uh, share the the uh, address for us, Anuja? Sure, uh, it's uh, anujasawant.com. A n u j a s a w a n t dot com. And you can get all sorts of interviews and ideas and insights from Anuja's uh, experience on there. And check out Vasu. Vasu Primlani, uh, a green comedian. She's really funny. Uh, check her out there. And uh, well, thanks for showing up and talking today. Really appreciate it, Anuja. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. Great questions, and I love chatting with you. Yeah, and we'll do it sometime again. And I hope you do uh, when we we cross paths on interesting uh, issues. Uh, we'll you'll be able to come back and, and talk a little bit more. Uh, thanks for everybody joining today. Uh, remember to go to the sustainablecentury.net. You can see blogs and pods and uh, new videos. We're starting to do some videos and uh, on all things sustainable. So thanks again.